Hello, my name's Kimberly, and I'm perhaps what you would call a modern day Feng Shui consultant. I can help you turn your home into the most supportive, calm, and peaceful space you can imagine. I'm here to guide and show you how to work with your home to unlock its power and magic. And in that, I'm committed to sharing the secret of this magical practice in a way that everyone can use. Welcome to 2024. On February the 5th, we will see the Feng Shui New Year called the Year of the Rising Phoenix. With that is going to come some amazing energy, but also quite a bit of tricky energy as well. We may have already started to feel maybe arguments, maybe tension. One of the feelings is that women in the home will be feeling this big calling to do something different to make a change in their lives or the lives of their family and what feng shui will do is really help you through this period it will calm the energies down in your home it will open up opportunities that you could only dream of just like it did for me if you are interested in a feng shui flow analysis or a map my home or even to work one-to-one -one with me then please visit my website, thefengshuiflow.com. Click on the work with me tab and you'll see the three options that there are available to work with me. So much love, Kimberly. Hello and welcome back to the Feng Shui Flow podcast. Thank you so much for joining me once again for another week I promised myself that I would stick to seasons during this podcast, but I seem to come across a new subject every week and think, oh, I'm just going to keep rolling it over. I'm just going to keep carrying it on. And I think at this time of the year, I really want to try and support you because it can be such a tricky time. And I just want to make sure that you're okay and that it's also okay if you're not having a new year, new me time of your life, if actually you're just sitting and just just thinking about what 2023 was. And I've seen a lot of people posting that 2023 was actually quite a tricky time. And it's okay to take time to process that, almost like a grieving sort of process of of what was, because you, you're not going to be able to finish something that was tricky and automatically just jump in and go, woohoo, it's the 1st of January, new year, new me, I'm going to be absolutely fine and I'm, you know, the cheeriest person ever. It takes time to process when you've had a tricky year and I think that's just why I love Feng Shui, that it really does take into account the seasons in this time of year, especially in the Northern Hemisphere. This is when Earth is sleeping. This is when everything is hibernating. We're not meant to be in this massive growth period. And even down in the Southern Hemisphere, we're in the height of summer here. Things aren't growing either. You know, the growth is in the springtime. You know, in the, in, in the autumn time is when things are starting to slow down. The summer in winter... Although yes, things are in bloom here, it, it's almost a time of sort of stillness in a way. And that's what we should be honouring, that time of stillness. So please, if this resonates with you, just take this as permission to just process what was and start thinking about what can be. And I think there needs to be a flick of a switch somewhere in that process that you don't dwell on it so much 
that you don't allow yourself to change because I think you know there has to be a time in your life when you allow that change and I had postnatal depression after I had my daughter and I know I don't even know how I've managed to get onto this but you know I knew I was in a bad place and I I knew I wasn't happy but it took a switch it took something in me to say I don't want to feel like this anymore I want to start feeling better and don't get me wrong it wasn't something that happened you know the next day it was this really sort of growing process but what I'm trying to say is that it's okay to not feel like you're on top of the world at the minute allow yourself to do that but then one day just make sure that you do decide that you want that change and try and make that the 5th of February, the Feng Shui New Year. Have this time to process, but the Feng Shui New Year is going to be such a beautiful time. And you may have heard people talking about this cycle nine, this new cycle that we're coming into. You may not have heard anything about it. I hadn't done until I had, you know, um, until I started studying Feng Shui. So I just want to explain a little bit about what cycle nine means and what cycle eight was and whether that resonates with you and some of the things that we can maybe expect to see in the world. So cycle eight and cycle nine, what does that mean? So in Feng Shui, every 20 years is a new cycle and over thousands of years, they've studied the impact of the stars on the energy within the buildings. And they've realized that in accordance to astrology, that there's a very slight difference in energetic pull. But that slight difference in energetic pull creates a huge change in earth and therefore in our buildings and therefore in our behaviors. So for the past 20 years, we've been in cycle eight. And cycle eight finishes on the 4th of February, 2024. I'm just trying to get this right. And cycle eight, the element of cycle eight was earth. Now, if you think of earth being the soil, the ground, it's very grounding. It's quite, it's quite a I want to say a safe space, but it's also quite strong. And within this earth cycle, within the eight cycle, they say that it was the young male energy that was in power. Now, I don't mean male and female. I just mean that masculine energy, that young masculine energy, the drive, the the sort of poker vision, straight vision, I'm going to go and get this and, you know, I'm sort of don't really care what happens in my wake. This is what I want to do. So this drive of everybody, whether you're male or female, was this young male energy. And there was definitely a focus on education and learning and also towards the end of cycle eight, so over the last two or three years, even feeling it now, there's been, they say, a push towards re-education. And for me, obviously, that resonates massively because 
I obviously changed from being a teacher into being a feng shui consultant. So their prediction through cycle eight was actually there was going to be a lot of re-education and this whole learning new skills that you may have been in a job for a really long time. And all of a sudden over the past few years, you've thought, mm, do you know what? This isn't for me. I like, I loved it. And I, I loved the time that I had, but something's just shifted inside. And I just feel that I want a change. And it doesn't mean that you want to change necessarily in a whole career, but you might want to do new things within that career. You might have new ideas. The other thing that they predicted during cycle eight are certain illnesses because areas in the house relate to certain areas of our body. So the prediction for cycle eight was that there was going to be problems with hands, with fingers, with the digestive system, so with gut health and skin as well. And what they said was that the energy was going to be quite slow and steady. And the biggest industries that they predicted were going to be in real estate and wellness. And I sort of believe that. I'm not quite sure about the illnesses. I'm not sure, you know, that, to be fair, I it's probably more to do with the respiratory system that I was looking at. But actually, there was obviously with COVID, a lot of links with the gut health and things like that. So maybe, I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but I do believe that real estate and wellness was huge during cycle eight, that real push, that real awakening of wellness of going, do you know what, without our health, there's no wealth. And I, you know, and the same with real estate, we've seen it just absolutely boom over the last 20 years. Now, as we move into cycle nine from the 5th of February, cycle nine is fire. Now, I just want you to think about and visualize the difference of energies between earth, slow and steady energy, and then the energy of fire. It's very different. And what they say is that the mature female energy is now going to rise in power. And again, I don't necessarily mean the female, I mean the feminine energy, the mature feminine energy that has sort of sat there and observed and learnt and thought, do you know what? There's a better way of doing this. I've taken all of this experience and now I feel it's time to do it slightly differently. And what they predict is that this is going to bring more collaboration in the world, more teamwork, more passion, more expansion and more aggression as well. This, do you know what? I'm not taking any rubbish off anyone anymore. This is what I'm going to do. I know it's right and I'm going to do it. And I sort of feel this way in my business really that I have that collaboration and teamwork. I need those people around me. I cannot do this by myself. And I've spoken about, you know, Victoria, my business strategist and Andrzej, my branding specialist as well. Without them, I couldn't do what I'm doing now. It's teamwork. I have to have a team around me. You know, Patrick, now my husband, he really helps me with the finance side of things. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I'm not saying it's an easy job working with Patrick. Um, I'm awful, awful. I'm going on a massive tangent here. I'm awful at taking feedback off him, off anybody else. It's, I'm absolutely fine off him. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, 
But it is that teamwork and just saying, do you know what? I need to concentrate on what I am good at. This is my zone of genius and I can get you to help me. And that means that I can stay in my zone of genius. For me, my business is that passion. It's that, oh my goodness, why do people not know about this? I'm so passionate about it. I'm just talking to everybody about it, but in a really driven way. I'm not just spitting lyrics, you know, everywhere, waxing lyrical about feng shui. Like it's with absolute sort of trust that what I'm saying is, is so true. And you know, I'm looking at the expansion, how it can expand and how actually Feng Shui, I can use it to help design bedroom furniture, design bedding, all things like that, because I know all the theories and I know the things that make kids sleep. I know the things that are really good for relationships and for sleeping in adults. Like I want to bring that to John Lewis, you know, just putting it out there. Let's do a bedding range, you know, all things like that, or Adairs in Australia. You know, I'm I what I can see is very, very clear and I have a little bit of aggression about it. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm I'm so passionate that I want it to happen and you may feel that as well that you have this absolute desire. And this is the other thing that they feel that's going to happen is that people are going to be finding their purpose. And with that will bring huge change and massive spiritual transformation. When I say finding their purpose, it's that classic thing of all the people that I've interviewed on my podcast, March from Canny Crystals, Katie Hill, Kirsty Gallagher, Alice Hare, you know, everybody has gone through this change and gone, actually, this is what I'm meant to do. This is who I'm meant to be. This is, I'm speaking my truth. But with that brings a lot of change. And this is where they feel that this tension and arguments may rise because there's going to be so much change. And it's change within the workplace and it's change within the home environment as well. Because if, for example, the female is going to be shifting roles, then that's going to change things up. It's going to change things up in the workplace and in the home. And if people are okay with that and if people are ready for that, then that's going to be amazing. But if people surrounding them aren't okay with that, then that's going to cause a little bit of rumbling. And the prediction is that we're going to see a lot more women in power, a lot more women in government taking huge roles within corporate organisations because of this sort of awakening that actually, yes, you can bring a lot to this. You see the world in a very different way. You know better or worse than anybody else, but you just see it in a different way. And maybe we do need that collaboration. Maybe we do need the teamwork and the passion, the expansion, the aggression. So that's where these changes may bring conflict is that burning desire to do something and if you do it it's the impact on other people and whether they're ready for that change or if you don't do it then it's the internal combustion of not living your purpose of not speaking your truth that may then create that rumbling of energy inside of you that is going to make you unhappy. And so the other thing is that they're saying that actually there's going to be a lot of spiritual transformation. So 
I mentioned last week about some of the industries that they say are going to rise and some of those are looking at metaphysics and looking at the universe and looking at energy, energy healers, because we're going to be more aware of how energy impacts us and how we can have energy healing and we don't necessarily need to have a deep tissue massage. You know, we can get energy healing from other ways. And also why Feng Shui is set to be massive as well, because people are going to realize that, oh my gosh, there is an energy in our home and it's good or it's bad. And if it's bad, hey, I can do something about it really easily. You know, just call the Feng Shui Flow and we can sort it out for you. But it's just that realization rather than thinking, oh, these are the cards that I've been dealt with. The energy in our home is awful. The arguments are there all the time. You don't have to accept it. And that is what they're predicting, that people are just going to be questioning things a little bit more. And for me, that is so exciting. They also predict that there's going to be massive digitalization, more so than has ever been in the last 20 years, which blows my mind a little bit. But it is actually talking about businesses being completely in the digital realm and people having remote businesses. So just like mine, you can be based anywhere in the world and you can do that job. And actually, I remember thinking about this when I was a teacher in lockdown, that we were teaching over Zoom and, you know, it just didn't work from our perspective because it was a land-based college. We taught about equine science and normally would have a horse in the lecture theatre. We're obviously teaching over Zoom. It's going to be pretty tricky. But I remember thinking that actually, this has opened up a whole new world of how education can work. And perhaps the university degree may not happen anymore. It may be that they have, for example, the best, let's take the legal world, for example, the best person in America, the best person in Australia, the best teacher at Harvard, the best people at Oxford, all of those people. And they come up with their own certification. And that is how you qualify rather than having to go to these physical universities. Yes, you're going to miss out on a huge, you know, experience yourself. But I do feel that maybe education may change that way through digitalization. So if you have a business at the minute, just start thinking, is there a way that you can really let this work for your business? And it's also going to transform the way we learn. And we're hoping the prediction is that it's going to be less of a one-size-fits-all, hallelujah, less of a one-size-fits-all education system. It's going to be more vocational. It's going to look more holistic, looking at all the different areas of education rather than just you learn, you learn, you learn and you have an exam. And actually all that tells you at the end of that is how good you are at revising and how good you are at remembering something, not actually how practical you are at putting this into place. So that's that's quite exciting. And then finally, the part of cycle nine that we are predicting is that some of the things in our bodies that we need to look after and we need to look after our eyes and that's not just physically that's what we're seeing it's what we're seeing on television it's what we're seeing in social media it's what we're seeing in our friends and we really need to protect that information that we are getting And over Christmas, I gave you the five tips for Christmas. And one of those was a social media cleanse. 
It's going to come up in the 15 minutes of Feng Shui as well. Please take this as your sign to really go through your social media. And if in your feed you're getting things that you don't want and you don't want to unfollow somebody, if you just swipe through it really quickly, the algorithms will go, oh, you're not interested in this anymore and you're not going to get those things anymore. So please protect your eyes. We also have to look after our hearts as well. And that's physical. So really incorporating physical exercise over the next 20 years. But it's also about looking after our heart from an emotional point of view and from heartache. And this is what links the eyes and the heart. It's about what we're seeing, what information is really bringing us down. We really need to protect that. And then finally, it's the small intestines and the lungs as well that we really need to be aware of. The upside of that is they're saying that Actually, people in these fields, they're going to be a lot more jobs within these areas. So optometrists, heart surgeons, the mind, so a lot more therapy because we're going to be in this transition of of movement, of change, and we need to maybe have a little bit of help to get us through that. And then my final note for this cycle nine is nine is the yang number. So in the numbers that we use in Feng Shui, we use one to nine. One is yin. It's the very dim number. It's the low level energy. It's very, very calm. So that's what's going to be coming in 2045. I think I've done my math. 2044, 2045 is when that number one is going to be coming. But for the next 20 years, we're in this nine, which is everything is at a million miles an hour and you may be feeling that already and therefore feeling the overwhelm, feeling the burden, feeling this heavy weight that's coming because we're almost in this final trimester of cycle eight and we're speeding up. It's almost like we're going down a gear to, I actually did the hand movement then, moving down to second gear and revving up and going and it's about making sure that we have everything in our place to support us through what's going to be a very, very fast paced sort of way of being. So are we taking exercise? Are we maybe meditating? Are we taking time to listen to radio stations that calm us or listen to music that calms us? Like, are we really looking after our mind? Because otherwise we're going to get caught up in this very, very fast cycle and it's not going to be favourable for us at all. So I hope you've enjoyed that introduction to Cycle 9. If you have, please leave any feedback and subscribe to Apple and Spotify. And until next week, so much love, Kimberly. Kimberly.